0: another special episode before the reach that is the media strategist that you would need to help grow your business before we start asking james some great questions and before we get to be inspired by her because i know that i already was i'm going to tell you a very quick background about her wonderful activity Jane founded Scale Your Genius in 2018 to help people whose work makes a difference in people's lives, to make a bigger impact, make more money and have more freedom in how they do their work. This is a quote from Jane that I really enjoy. We are not here to be thought leaders. We are here to be impact leaders. Jane is a person of action, And that impact is rarely found in traditional service models, like working with one-on-one clients at a time. A rule breaker from an early age, Jane believes in learning the rules so we can know how to break them. (laughs) And this is genius. During her 15 years in strategic corporate roles, she learned the rules. Jane learned what makes a business successful, how to ascertain between good and bad advice, and how to make strategic and effective decisions.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here too.
0: Can you please tell us, how did you come up with this very inspiring name for your business,
1: Scale Your Genius? Mm, Well, um, that was a collaboration with a marketing coach I had back when I started this business. It was originally called Courses in Flow, Because I wanted, it was based around the online course model. Yet, as you see, you know, what I do with my business now, the word courses felt so limiting to me. And so it was actually an interesting experience. As I was working with my marketing coach on marketing my business, I felt something really holding me back. And it was the name. And I know people say not to overthink the website and the name and the branding and all that stuff early on. But it was something that I needed to do to be able to more confidently and more, to feel like it was aligned with what I wanted to say. So it was with a help. So then I was brainstorming with my coach and we came up with this. I, I believe she said the exact phrase. So I'll give her, I'll definitely give her credit. She was an amazing, an amazing support for me at the time. And so, yeah.
0: It's great because it does make an impact and your business is all about making this impact in people's lives. Can you please share with us how it all started? How did your business, how did your mission,
1: came to reality. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, it was uh, when I was growing up, I thought the corporate career, the corporate ladder was going to be my career path. I had visions of being the CEO of a successful company. So that was really the path I knew. Um, I also didn't come from a family of any entrepreneurs. So I didn't have any kind of on the ground vision of what having your own business would even be like. So it wasn't even in my kind of realm of, of, of thoughts, And then I spent my first 15 years um, in corporate, like you read in in my bio, and I was just really feeling something missing. I was feeling like, you know, I'm checking the boxes, I'm doing the things, I'm following the plan, and I'm just, you know, the whole dreading Mondays thing, right? That's like a meme on Instagram that we make fun of. Like, I didn't want to live that meme. I didn't want to dread Mondays. And so... One day, um, this is not a recommendation I make for people, but I left without a plan. I just knew this was no longer corporate, was no longer it for me. Um, I was fortunate to to have, you know, savings and all the things that enabled me to leave without a plan. And so then I just started doing a little bit of a discovery process. And I I started my first business with an now ex-business partner that enabled me to see what owning a business looks like from somebody and learning from somebody who's done it before very successfully many times. So I got to, you know, kind of got, got a, got a soft entrance into the entrepreneurship world. And then when that business, um, dissolved, it was, this was just such an obvious thing for me, because like you said, one of my core values of making a difference and making an impact and balance that with wealth and and efficiency and freedom, this online course, online program model was just such an obvious choice, both for me and also to enable others who share these values to be able to do that too.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing this with us. And could you maybe share with us if you had any challenges from the transition from the employee mindset to the business owner? How was it for you?
1: Mm. You know, there were two things that were the most challenging. One was I, like you read my bio, you know, I, I, I learned the rules so I can break them. And so in corporate, it was easy to know what the rules are. There are some very clear rules. They may not be expressly stated, they might be under the surface, but there's some pretty, you know, there's a pretty clear playbook over there and leaving and especially making a business based on my own model that I created completely. There was no, there were no rules. There was no playbook. And so there was just a lot of struggle of of creating something out of completely nothing. That was the first thing that one of the things I struggled with. The second one was sales and marketing. And I think, you know, I didn't do sales in corporate. I know one of the, one of the paths is people who do like corporate sales, then transition into having their own business, but they're already salespeople. I've never sold a thing. I was always the client. I was always the, Um, kind of the people on the receiving end of of the attention of a sales process. And so coming out of it, I just had no idea what to do, how to do it, where clients, I I just, I knew none of it. And so really learning how to sell and sell in a way that feels really, really good to me took a long time. And so I'd say those were the two biggest shifts that I had to work through and learn.
0: Yes, selling does come with a lot of limiting beliefs, mostly, and I I can totally relate to your story because I basically left without too much clarity from my corporate job, and I truly felt that no matter what happens next, it'll sure be so much better than those uh, dreaded Mondays and so much... um, More that I couldn't relate to in uh, a normal job. And I know that you are all about making an impact, and that's pretty obvious from the time that I open your website to checking your profiles, as you have this great phrase there, no more crappy courses. Can you please tell us what was your experience with courses before that made you have uh, your focus in this area?
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is actually, so when I had my first business with, with um, my now ex partner, we had a more traditional model. So we was we weren't doing courses or anything like that, but I was taking online courses because, you know, as we were talking about that transition from corporate brings up so much stuff. And there are so many great online courses specifically about, I think actually my first one was on limiting beliefs, like you just mentioned. And so there was all these things that I knew I wanted help with. Um, And I felt like online courses from some of these coaches whose books I read and whatnot was the way to do it. And so I started taking courses and some were great. And some were, were just like, I know there's so much, like, I know this could be so much better, right? Either I've seen their book, I've read their book, or I've seen them, you know, their presence online. And so I got familiar with the person and then I would take the course and I'm like, this just does not, this is a disservice to you, the creator, if nothing else, you know, let's even like put aside the clients for a second as the creator, you can do so, you know, this is not it. And so I really was able to see from that side, that was my first perspective from the client side, like one, I know this person can do so much better. And then me as a client, as as the learner, I'm like, well, my experience kind of sucks and I wish it could be better because it wouldn't be hard for you to make it better for me. So that's when I started seeing a lot of crappy online courses from the client side. And then once I got into the business and people started asking me to review them, there's just so many misconceptions out there that results in that. And, and, and I say this all the time. It's not the fault of the creator. We don't know what we don't know. And, um, you know, there's this easy, fast, quick message out in the market out there that's like, don't think about it. Just put something out there. It's okay. And you know, if that works for some people, Cool and i don't want to be on the receiving end of somebody's like oh i'm just going to wing this thing and see what happens and so i work with the creators who don't want to just wing it who want to have that reputation they have created for themselves over the years flow into their online delivery too and so yeah i think i think most of us have seen crap, crappy online courses by now it's my tagline on my socials and i get so many just DMs and messages like, wow, yeah, please, please keep doing that because I want to stop taking crappy online courses.
0: Jane, I love this and I love your authenticity and sincerity. And indeed, many courses have so much fluff, if we can call it like this. And indeed, as I'm also a creator, I kind of fell in the trap that you are mentioning and having a very complex uh, background for the course giving people maybe too much explanation and not doing that thorough research. And I know that many of our viewers and listeners maybe have this uh, passion of starting into creating their own content as a program or as a course. What would you say that the best thing that they should focus on is before anything else? Is it maybe market research
1: or what would you advise us? Yeah, I'll give the first step. um, And then I'll give the most important step. Um, And and I'll just say no steps should be skipped. But if we were going to, you know, for for the sake of brevity, and and the amount of time we have together, the first thing is have a vision for why you're doing this course. Um, A lot of people jump into this. And because they don't know why they're doing this, they really can't create something that makes sense, because they're just kind of grab like just putting random stuff together. They're, they, you know, maybe they're like, oh, well, I have a library of content. So let me just put that online and see what happens, see if people come by it. And so, really understand why you want to create this both for yourself what does your online business look like? And for your clients, what is the vision that you have for them after taking your program? So, that two part vision will really, really help you guide the rest of your decision making, real pretty well. That can help you answer, of like, you know, do you want to do something quick? If it fits that vision, sure you can, of course, but it might not. And so by getting really clear on those two pieces first, that really, um, that that just guides the rest of the decision-making process super well. So that's the first piece. That is always the very, very first piece is why are you doing this? Um, And it's okay if the answer is I wanna make a lot of money. It's okay if the answer is like, well, this person's doing it and I wanna do it too. So there's no wrong answer. It's just really understanding your own motivation that is so important. Um, and then see if that's compelling, right? Because it does take, it takes effort. It takes time, money, brain damage, whatever you want to call it. Like it is, it is an effort. And so, you know, then make sure that why is really strong enough that will pull you through the moments when you want to give up. So that's step one. On Un- Not step two, but in the process and what I find to be the most important step. And this I would say is, if there was like one thing I could say that distinguishes crappy online courses from good ones is having a very clear client journey inside your program, meaning your clients start at point A, they finished at point B, and what are those steps in between and what are the things from your content library, whether it's your brain or things that already exist, that fit into that journey that create that experience for your client. So I'll say that as a course creator is the key to making a course that doesn't suck.
0: This is amazing, and as you were were speaking now, my mind got to half a year ago when I completely wish I had your guidance, when I wish that I could get in touch with you and learn more. My fearless friends, I was fortunate enough to have a talk with Jane. She is very giving and she has given me such an impact in terms of getting clarity. I was still not sure which path to choose, what niche to focus on since fear is such a broad area. And Jane has given me this wonderful clarity that I truly recommend you try out. Having a talk with Jane for at least a few minutes is very introspective and so complex. Jane also has some tremendous free resources that you can find on her website, Scaled Genius. I usually leave the connect with my guest side at the end, but I truly want our listeners and viewers to connect with you because you are so on to the point, such a strong strategist, giving such valuable advice that everyone should get in touch with you ASAP. This is a must if you want more than clarity, but very clear guidance on what you need to do. And indeed, as Jane said, there are things that you don't know that you don't know. It's not possible thinking that you know everything from the very beginning. You need a coach. You need a strategist as Jane is. Jane, can you please share with us how was your journey through fear? Have you had any major lessons from you dealing with this uh, very natural emotion that we all feel.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is interesting. I know we've talked before. And so fear for me doesn't come up as fear It, or in the way that I guess I think it comes up for other people, but I don't know how it comes up for other people. So I'm just making this up. It, it comes up for me as like, if you ask me, what I'm afraid of there, you know, I would just say kind of like dying, losing, you know, losing loved ones, like kind of just, just, just very surface stuff. And so, you know, when I was thinking and preparing for our conversation today, I was like, what, what does fear look like for me? And I think the way fear really comes up for me is, is really in the perfectionism thing. So like, it's, it's the thing underneath my perfectionism that's fueling the perfectionism, but it's not, but like on the surface, that's not what I see. And so, you know, for example, it would be things like, especially in the beginning, we're talking like social posts or email or any kind of marketing collateral that was coming from me, um really had to be so perfect. And it never would be because I was new to the thing. And so there was just this impossible standard. And so, yeah, so if I think about like underneath was the fear of being judged, of being ridiculed, of being um, like shunned at like uh, belongings, a strong strong, kind of trigger for me too. So like being shunned from the community, that kind of stuff, right? So the fears were underneath it when I think about it, but they weren't present for me as fears kind of in the moment. Um, The other thing I did was I launched my first program as a free beta program. And and I talk about this in my content a lot. There's times to do it, there's times not to. But again, it was the perfectionism. It was like, you know, until like I'm confident in my content, but I need other people's validation of it before I can really feel confident. So it was, again, the fear of putting something out there that's going to disappoint people. Like it's underneath, but on the surface, it never looked like a fear to me until I thought about it.
0: Hearing you say this about fear that gets me thinking that you also have a very strong why. could this also be a great reason why fear has never been an impediment for you?
1: A strong why and there's also um, I can't remember the, the author it's called the five personality patterns I can't remember the guy's name but there's different personality patterns and mine is enduring means like, I'm just gonna do the thing. You can't stop me from doing the thing. And it's it's a combination of a strong, maybe stubbornness is a good word. <laughs> a combination of a strong why, but also just this determination and commitment to like, this is just what I'm doing. And why would a fear, yeah, like why would something stop me?
0: You have such a powerful mindset by default, Could it be that maybe since we are neighbors, Jane is originally from Ukraine, a beautiful, lovely part of uh, close to Eastern Europe, where I am right now in Romania. And indeed, since I know that you were um, a young um, child when you left Ukraine, and um, there is this wonderful courage that people get when moving from one continent to another i truly believe that this was such a blessing for you since you got to create such an empowering uh, mind for yourself. Would you say that this has helped uh, shape you even uh, with a stronger background? How
1: would you say that the transition
0: from Europe to U.S.? Yeah,
1: yeah, I love that you bring that up, and two things come to mind. One, you know, I think the big one, so I was 10 when we moved, I was 10 years old when we moved from Ukraine to the United States, and both the move, so, so there was, there was the life in Ukraine that was very, very challenging compared to Western standards. There was our move at 10 years old, where I didn't know the, the language at all. So I was kind of thrown into this new environment. Um, and then there was the life adjusting here. And I think what comes up to me when you ask that question is watching my parents go through it all, right? Because at 10, I was just following, I was just following their lead. And you know, watching them go through it with so much courage and determination and kind of the same words I just used, I have now. I think that's a big part of it. I think is watching them model this, these these behaviors, um, you know, on the inside. I don't, you know, they could have been terrified on the inside, but they were putting on definitely a lot of bravery on the outside. And so, you know, it could be like now that, hey, if my parents weren't scared through this, what right do I have to have fear through this much smaller experience so I think seeing my parents go through really really big challenging experiences so much just determination and courage almost gave me no other option like that is to me that's just how things are done so it's interesting yeah and I have not connected that so thank you for bringing that up.
0: It's beautiful that you're mentioning this and how important is childhood for everything that we do while growing up it's how it all starts And my story is not as empowering as yours in terms of we have had communism here in Romania for quite some years. And I was only three years old when communism uh, disappeared. However, my parents had to live in this very uh, terrifying regime that had put such a strong uh, print on their entire life and behavior. I can only be so happy that you got to live a different life with um, so many wonderful opportunities because the U.S. is, (laughs) oh my goodness, one of my favorite places to visit. And you can truly smell a completely different air as opposed to other parts of the world. So it's beautiful that you got to start your journey here in the U.S., And now you are passing on the very strong mindset and courage and empowerment to other people, to other women that wish that they had you earlier in their lives like I do, because you are again such an amazing strategist that I cannot uh, brag with you enough. And I wanted to ask you, Jane, what truly inspires you? Would you say that it's only an interior motivation or are there other exterior needs that your business can offer you?
1: Mm. It's all of it. Um, and I wouldn't, I don't know if I would weigh one heavier than the other. I'll start with, you know, my own motivation. There's the motivation I love to teach. That's that's something I've always, always loved to do. And I love to you know, I'm grateful for the experiences and the wisdom I've been able to, to have, and it almost feels like selfish to keep it to myself. So there's a lot of, I do feel a lot of mission and purpose by being able to share it with others in the way I'm able to kind of create and package it. Um, I love financial abundance. I love being able to travel you know, wherever I want, whenever I want and have nice things. And that does motivate me. Um, so that is definitely a driver of mine too. Um, so that's on... And I just love. I also just really, really love like every client call, and even call. You know, we 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 had a um the call we had. I love talking to people about their ideas and helping, inspiring them, and just like seeing the reactions from people when we have these conversations is just you know my my ego loves it. <laughs> my ego absolutely loves it. Creating that power, and so then to flip the coin is the mission of. I want everyone who wants that kind of life to be able to have it. And I want them to be able to see that it's probably closer than they think it is. And that it's probably easier to get there than they think it is. And that they don't have to, a lot of people keep themselves stuck because limiting beliefs, so huge, outdated industry norms that just don't apply. Um, So one example, I work with a lot of psychotherapists and they're trained to not be motivated by money. They're, you know, they're kind of trained, like you're here to help people that's it. That is your job. You, keep, you You have to forget about everything else. And, you know, that's an example of a profession that are giving so, 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 so much. And why shouldn't they have a more of a fair value exchange in their careers too? And so being able to really just enable, empower, guide people to do what they want to do. It's again, it feels good to me and I love, you know, and I love what it creates for them. So it's both equally. Indeed.
0: And sometimes we are only a question away from having our genius shining very brightly out there because at the end of the day nothing is more fulfilling to to a creator to an educator as you are than seeing someone with a very strong bright smile on their faces and i know that after our talk I was so inspired and it was like my entire world, my business world got to be shaken in this wonderful, positive way, because once again, we do not know what we don't know. It's a matter of being courageous, brave enough to ask for help, knowing that you are good at your stuff, you know, your great business idea. However, you may not know the right strategy for business. It's a completely different thing. One thing is to be an amazing coach and educator and knowing that very great uh, material of yours, what you're working with. It could be health, it could be wealth, it could be limiting beliefs. However, putting it all together, as Jane said, you may have an entire library of content, but how can you organize that? And I fell in this trap, of course, of thinking that since I have all the content, I'm just going to put it out there and see how it goes. However, nothing happens by chance. Well, only the rain only the weather happens by chance you need a strong strategy that's why I encourage you to at least have a few minutes of talk with Jane go through her about us page see what is her strongest value in business and it's about helping and giving and offering her help and see how you can relate to her wonderful courses and get her to be your coach if you want to start your business or if you're in a point where you need clarity. Once again, I cannot stress this enough because I know how painful it is. I have been in this journey of thinking that I know it all. It's okay. I'll just use the traditional model post once in a while, but you need to have a very clear strategy why you're doing this. Who is your client? How can you help your client move from one part of your program or of your course to the end? This is vital because you may have great leads and they'll just slip away, right, Jane, if you don't have the proper tools.
1: They just don't know. And I see this a lot with coaches too, um, especially ones who post a lot online, like they'll post really inspirational stuff, but there's no connection to how can I actually work with you? so there's yeah exactly and um
0: jane can you please tell us what would you say to someone that's young at the beginning of their journey what would you advise them what's your number one uh, guide uh, of-
1: spend the beginning of your journey learning right that's what it's for i think learning um a lot of people want to teach quickly and 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 there may be a, a place for that for some but i wouldn't you know i wouldn't trade 15 years in corporate for anything because that is where i got to learn the things that i now get to repackage in a very different way for my clients and so You know, same with the clients I work with, everyone's very experienced in their craft. And so for someone young, I say, get the experience. There's nothing wrong with one-on-one, right? It's a model that is very important in the beginning for training, for learning, for practicing before people are ready to scale to the next step. So I look at programs and courses as something you do in a more mature phase of your business. Once you have the experience and the initial foundation, then you ready to scale right cuz what is scaling scaling is making something broader bigger and so and you're magnifying it so if you're magnifying something that's not great well there there that's where the crappy online courses come from and so it's getting that experience and that expertise first before before turning around and 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 being able to really magnify it in in that bigger impact way and it doesn't have to take 15 years right it's not it doesn't have to take that long but i you know Five at least, I would say, is ever you know, in in whatever field people are in, would be a nice starting point to to learn, to practice, to experience, kind of get, get down and dirty into the industry.
0: Wonderful, and there is a lot to learn, however, if the person has a clear path. Not that 100% clarity from the beginning, because this comes in time, as you say, when people get more mature in their businesses, things kind of align in such a different way. However, start by learning and I would also say start by having a talk with Jane. If you can save yourself from months and maybe years of just dabbling around, not having enough knowledge in terms of your business or maybe you want to go international which is an even bigger challenge have a talk with Jane, who is very lovely i was also impressed by your kindness and patience in our call back then which is very important when you are very sympathetic with people and you kind of understand their journey and all their worries it gets the the person feel safe, which is priceless. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Before we go, Jane, I'm pretty sure that everyone wants to know where to find you exactly. How can people get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. So the best place is our website, scalesgenius.com. On the front page there, you will see there's a banner right underneath the header with our latest thing. So depending on when you are, I don't know what you'll see there right now. Um, and does this, this remind me, this comes out soon, right? In the, ne- in the next week or so. Yeah. And so right now, December of 2021, we have a webinar on December 21st. So if you happen to catch that in a few days, um, then you could, again, on our homepage, you can find the link to that. And it's on how to price your online course or program. It is one of my favorite topics to teach on. It is a repeat. I did one last month and it was our highest rated uh, free virtual training. So I'm doing another one a month later, which I usually don't do, but so many people wanted it. And it's right in the middle of Christmas season and people are spending money. So we're going to talk about how to make money. Um, so that's the webinar we have now, December, 2021. If you're watching this some other time, just check out our homepage and you'll see what we got going on. Um, and then we're on all the social media. So scale your genius. Um, we have a huge active YouTube channel, Instagram, LinkedIn. Twitter, Twitter is a little bit of an afterthought. I don't know if people are on Twitter still these days, but <laughs> I think it auto posts some stuff on there. But Instagram, I say Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn would be the ones where we post um, a lot of our content. Again, I'm, I'm of the belief of wherever you are is where we'll be. Um, so whatever social you happen to be on, just find us there.
0: Wonderful, Jane, this has been more than inspiring. It has been educational Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for the wonderful experience that you are putting out there for your kindness and your giving heart. And I truly recommend my fearless friends that you have once again, and I cannot stress this enough, a few minutes of talk with Jane, giving you the right clarity and the path that is going to take you to some amazing, successful endeavors. Thank you so much, Jane, for having us.
1: Such an honor. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation too.